Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Stop Your People Need You. I am here, as always, with my good friend Luke. Say hello, hello Luke. Hello, there hello. There we go. It's always a good start. Uh, now, today's title is, if you've never been properly led by someone, how we know how to lead. Now, whilst it is a long title, there's a real purpose and reason for us selecting this as a subject to talk to you about today. And whilst playing back a story to Luke um, last week about how we kind of got to this stage and why this subject was really important, he said, hang on a minute, that's a complete lie. That's not what happened. So rather than me tell you the sequence of events that led us to this point, I'm going to hand over to Luke to do it for me because he tells perhaps the more accurate story. Absolutely. And we always want to be truthful in these podcasts. So, of course. Yeah, Danny Danny was making out like it was some sort of a, uh, you know, a, a rainy Sunday afternoon, sat at home rereading a book that he'd read in the past, and he stumbled upon this brilliant quote within the book. And that was not true. It was not as refined as that. In fact, in fact, we were in a meeting with uh, our, one of the other leaders in the business, Kate. Uh, we were planning for this podcast, talking about stimulus, talking about all the ways in which we can gather stimulus for the podcasts. Uh, little did we know that Danny had sort of zoned out, stopped listening. Which, so I'm thinking not unusual that, there, not unusual, <laughs> and maybe another podcast subject for the future. <laughs> listening, um, but. Danny's got up from the meeting table and he has uh, walked over to one of the bookcases, picked up a book. Um, and one of the things that Danny loves to do, uh, which is why we're here, is taught leadership and management. But he's always said he can pretty much turn most things into a leadership and management conversation. So he decided that during this meeting, he wanted to prove that point, picked up a book, The Saint, The Surfer and The CEO by Robin Sharma, uh, flicks to a page and almost immediately, and it was impressive, but almost immediately finds the subject. So just to confirm, it was a great way to find some stimulus. It doesn't work again. Um, we, Danny's tried it three or four times. Here I can do it again. So it was look at the draw this time. But yeah, how, how glad I am that he actually stopped listening in that meeting and led us to this subject because I think we're going to have some real fun with this and I've been racking my brain. So Danny, tell us about what you found. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is a, a much more accurate view of things. And I do think that it will be important for us moving forward to continue to do this. I like this approach. But what I read or what my eyes were drawn to on the page I turned to was this. If you don't know, I'm reading this from the book, by the way. Uh, if you don't know what it's like to truly love someone, you have no way of knowing when someone showers at you with love. So in other words, this is recognising that, you know, if you don't connect or know what love looks like, you'll not recognise it when it happens to you. Now, I've kind of changed this sentence around a little bit because what that kind of resonated when I was thinking from a leadership perspective is actually, if you've never been properly led, how would you know how to lead? Because, you know, for me, I, I, yes, of course, there probably are some examples where people perhaps born or certainly in the early life develop natural leadership tendencies. However, you know, much of what we do as leaders is learning from our experiences and those things that have happened to us. That's what shapes the kind of person we are today. That's that's what brings us to being the different types of people that we are. And I think this just poses such a brilliant subject for us to reflect on because, you know, for me, I'm fairly convinced, and I may be wrong, but I'm fairly convinced that everybody 
every human being on the planet has had examples in their lives where they have been led really well by somebody in a particular circumstance, in a particular situation. I also firmly believe we probably also had experiences in our lives of poor leadership. In other words, where it just hasn't you know, worked, it hasn't landed, and those experiences have probably shaped much of our belief system and our behaviour system um, in the way that we do things. And I think that just is an interesting subject. Would you agree, Luke? I totally agree. And a number of different things I've been thinking about that really create, I think, a, a bit of a yin and yang on this one in terms of, it, yes, you, I believe that you can lead without having been led properly. And there's a few reasons for that. But also, I truly believe that you are going to naturally be uh, inspired and shape your your style to either the good or the bad leadership that you've experienced. So I'll, I'll start with a personal example of mine, uh, which is when I was younger, I used to play a lot of team sports, um, rugby union, football, and, and in those, I was fortunate enough uh, in football, which was probably my, my main sport, to, to be picked to, to as the captain. Now, I, I thought to myself when we were talking about this, and if you think about that whole, have you if you've never been properly led by someone, well, I was 11 years of age. So where were, where were my reference points? Well, naturally, I will have my older brother and my parents. They, they would have given me core values and beliefs. But if we talk about the world in which I'm operating in now, in terms of you know, leading a business, leading people, leading our customers, and, and all of those different things, and the culture of our organization, well, they're, they're, they're learned. Some of those things will be learned. But back then, what is it that someone saw in me? I and mean, this was the biggest question. What were the traits that the the coach saw in me that said, you know, that lad is, is going to be the captain of the team. So that made me think, well, there's got to be, there's got to be a natural piece in that. And I think maybe that is a discussion for another day in terms of, you know, some of the, the, the behaviors that you are instilled yeah. within you as a human, you know, you could get into personality profiling and, you know, I know through doing insights, I'm, um, red, yellow, but actually on the full circle, the inside uh, wheel, should I say, you know, I'm in that orange category of motivator. So there's some, some of the, some of the more, uh, uh, personality profiles that sit within that there's probably a there's probably a subject there which is you know something like you know how our child has shaped us to be the people we are today something like yeah. something like that i feel is, there we go it's compelling exactly so there's that one but then on the other side i think back to my first real role out you know in in a permanent role when i was working in telecoms and and my leader then my boss andy Bourne, he he shaped the person that I am today as a leader from, from, from the moment that I stepped into his team. He was, you know, I looked at him as that beacon of, 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 or an example of what I wanted to be as a leader. And I think that's always stuck with me. I think there's a lot of people that tend to refer back to that one person in their career that really matters to them, that really shaped them. So I, I can't also not say that being led well in that moment by Andy uh, for those years that I was with him, really shaped the type of leader that I wanted to be. So again, you can see this whole yin and yang thing going on here. Is it natural? Is it is it experience? So that's, we'll continue to explore, but that's where I'm at to start with, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and do you know what? I, 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 just hearing you talk about your examples, I, I, I can relate to my own examples of that, and they're completely different to yours. Okay, so first of all, um, I was not and am not and never have been sporty. 
I have very little interest in it. Um, I, I never have. I've never kind of warmed towards sport, despite actually having grown up in a household where my dad and my brother were both very much into sport. I'd never kind of adopted that. Um, and in fact, you know, I was the opposite end, whereas you were being selected for the team captain. I was the one the team captain didn't want to pick for their team. You know, when you stood in the line and you think, I'm going to be last, I'm definitely going to be last. And both the two teams that are selecting their players for that particular event are thinking, oh, I hope I don't get lumbered with Danny because I was the one that was at the back of that queue. And so think about, you know, the examples of, you know, poor leadership, although, you know, a 12, 13-year-old uh, lad selecting his players for his football team that day probably doesn't really realise the impact of the decisions making. But it definitely had an impact on me um, because I was the one that was picked last and you were waiting for that. But interestingly, I was the go-to person to organise anything. So actually, I probably would have been a really good captain that never played because, okay. you know, I, I actually do believe that because if any of my mates were having a party, if any of my mates wanted to go out, I, I grew up on the coast. So if we were going to the beach for the day, it was straight away, Danny, you can organise it. You know, even from a young age, I was yeah. the person that organised everything, made sure everything worked, made sure everybody was in the right place and kind of brings us to that to that example of, you know, actually, you know, our traits and our behaviours are often there, but perhaps not being used to their fullest until we get an opportunity in later adult life to, I, I guess, oh, like I do now, choose to demonstrate those things and those things that we have. Yeah. That is really interesting. And actually, you know, I, I was only having a conversation the other day. Sorry to bring it back to sport, but while we're there, you know, some of the best sporting coaches aren't necessarily those that were the most highly skilled as players you know that and, and that's that is there is multiple cases of that again not for today so well so yeah some of the best football managers and football coaches that's, are that's it, not yeah. premium players are they you know that's yeah so it, it's there's many ways that we could go i mean i'm i'm gonna just jump in here and then go the opposite side of it so if i talk about andy Bourne, i've also through pti i've had the opportunity to work in many different businesses see the good the bad and the indifferent you know i've also experienced it myself um but also i i feel that after what is you know uh, quite an, uh, an experienced career in terms of being around a lot of different leaders i don't i'd like to think that I have not been overly influenced by those that I would say sit into that, what I would consider bad category, the traits mm. that I didn't. Because there is that saying of who you surround yourself by, you become. But again, I go back to some of the other things. Well, I know the difference between right and wrong. You know, and if you I do, see, but you also, who you surround yourself, you become. But it's not who do you who you surround yourself, you become them. Exactly. Is it? Well, you become the person on the back of that's what behavior breeds behavior is. It's it's you know as as you be, as somebody behaves in a certain way towards you, yeah. you behave in a way in response, and that could be good. Okay, it could be you replicating, it could be you defining new behaviors. That's the point of that statement, isn't it? That you know it may cause you to go actually, I really don't like that behavior. So my behavior is going to be completely the opposite of yes. that individual yeah, yeah. behavior. Well, that's it, and therefore. Uh, we are then leading to because, as I said, uh, yes, some of the, some of the bad stuff that I've seen, I definitely think I've had that reaction. That's the opposite of what I want to be. But also, I knew the difference between right and wrong. I knew that that isn't how it should be, regardless. 
of whether that was knowledge or experience. I just knew as a, as, as a human being, they're not the top, that's not how you treat people in life. So therefore, if you think about the question again, if you've never been led properly by someone, how you know how to lead? Well, actually, certainly people will have a moral compass and, and something that allows them to go, I know that that is wrong. And therefore, it does inevitably shape them as a leader. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think this is about, to this stage of our podcast today, this is about reflecting back on the things that have happened to you and throughout your life to think, actually, you know what? What are examples where I have been led? Whether that's good, bad, or anything else, it doesn't matter. But think yeah. back in life of examples of where leadership's been you know, demonstrated around you and you've responded in some way to that. That probably is indicative of how you lead today. And unfortunately, if you've not had a lot of good experiences, that means your connection with what good leadership could look like could be more challenging. It doesn't mean to say it's insurmountable, it's not doable, but it could be more challenging to overcome some of those past histories. I also think as well that when I think about this subject is uh, and, and how you connect with it is, have you got a desire to want to do it? Because if you've if you've never been properly led by somebody, so if you have, then that chance is because of that, it's raised your desire to want to do it in return because it feels mm. good. It makes you know feeling like you're making a difference to a human being's life is powerful, right? You'd have to be pretty emotionally disconnected if you didn't realise the feelings that you get when you lead a human being or a group of human beings you know, towards success or good fortune or whatever it may be. Um, okay, those people exist. Oh, my word. You know, if, you, if you talk about the title of the, uh, of the podcast, those people do exist. Definitely. That can, that can chip away at, at an individual. That is the danger, is it not? That 100%. It can. It, it roads at people as well. And actually, I think, uh, you know, there's a, there's a telling message in here that says, you know, actually it's about whether you've been inspired by the way that you've been led. And again, that could be to, to lead differently. It could be to, to replicate some of those behaviours, although, again, not talking about copying and, and all that sort of stuff. Talk about that another day. But the point is that I suppose you know, your your approach towards things will be shaped by your history. And, you know, if you – but maybe if you've never been led really well before, you could even be put off by it and think, well, I've never seen good examples of good leadership, so I don't think it's for me because I can't yeah. see what people get from it or whatever it may be. Uh, he, here's the thing, right, and, and it, this just goes to a, I don't know, an interesting trip in the car the other morning, and you're trying to relate examples to this that I think might help sort of bring this to, to some fruition. So I was in the car listening to the radio the other day and Dave Grohl, the leader of the Foo Fighters, was on talking about the fact that it was their 25th year anniversary and, you know, this year was going to be the year they were planning a new album, they were planning a massive tour, um, it was going to be the biggest tour they've ever done, you know, to celebrate being, you know, 25 years in business. And, you know, aside from this particular podcast, he course of course talks about, you know, suddenly your world's turned upside down, all the things that you plan to do have been cancelled, all of the things that you, you know, the way that you, you know, what you expected to do is, is been done differently. And he said, but he said, it's, it's interesting about how, and this is the word to use, it's interesting about how I feel I need to lead music into the future. And he talks about that concept of this new normal, which people are talking about and that sort of stuff. 
And he said, in the past, he said, I've created music, he said, for people to listen to, to dance to and sing along to in stadiums and arenas around the world. He said, and that's been my role is to, you know, my success measure is when I'm stood there performing and everybody's singing my song back to me, that's me, I've done a good job. And I can relate absolutely to that in a leadership term. If I've got delegates in a room that we're delivering some training to, and at the end of the day, they play back what I expected from a learning outcomes perspective for them to do, it's been a success. And he said, you know, in the future, he said, actually, we're, I'm now writing music for people to listen to in their kitchens, you know, around a glass of wine, where they will still sing and dance along, but the environment is different. And, you know, I was thinking about this whole concept of how he takes that responsibility of being a leader really seriously. And I'd love to know. I know, obviously, I don't know. And I don't know I've got any way of finding out. We could invite him as a guest, maybe, on our podcast. Yeah, don't I'll really, give, we'll give him a ring, see whether he'll come on. Um, yeah. But it would be interesting to hear about where he's got that inspiration from. Because he's clearly got that... Um, yeah, that burning desire to, yeah, well, to do something for other people, you know, and it's and, and then to go back to well, what? Why do we have a burning desire to talk about leadership on these podcasts? Why do we have a burning desire to work in an arena around leadership? What drives that particular approach? And and here's my point, and I'm getting to a bit long winded, but getting to my point, and that is, he then went on to say, he said, do you know what? He said, being a musician, he said, is about recognizing it's your calling. You know, it's something you were you were made to be. Now he wasn't born a musician, right? He was not born. He didn't wasn't born and able to play a guitar. He wasn't born and able to write song lyrics. He's developed that, but he says, "I do believe I was born to be a, a born to be a musician." And he said, "The reason why I know that is because when I wake up in the morning, he said, if I he said first thing I feel is a desire to want to make music. The second thing I see is if I see a guitar, I feel compelled to pick it up and I feel to, to compelled to play it." And I got to this point about if you've been properly led before and you've got that buzz to want to do it for yourself, then why wouldn't that be replicated? In other words, when you get up in the morning, a desire to make a difference to somebody, a desire to make a difference in somebody's life, a desire to lead people. You know, if you're a team leader, a team manager, a head of department, a director of a business, do you wake up with this desire to take people on that journey? You know, so that that you bring passion. So if you think about then... We often talk about accidental managers. Some people are accidental managers, not even by choice. You know, no. accidental managers in terms of they've looked for that next career progression. Others have been selected for it. Do do businesses, do individuals ask people, do you want to lead? Let me let me explain to you what leadership and management and the responsibility. Do you have a desire to even lead? As opposed to here's a here's a and here's your next step in your career ladder. Well, actually, this is an entirely different, and we've always talked about that. You know, leadership is an art form. The reward and the recognition that you'll receive for it is first and foremost, let's talk about what leadership is to have a desire to lead. Here, do you want to be a musician? Do you want to be a leader? Because it is as significant as that. It is, absolutely. And, you know, you will only probably be able to make that decision, going back to the point, is if you've properly been led. Because you'll know then what good leadership is about and go, do you know what? I want to do that. I want to do that. And 
you, you know, I just think this whole thing is about challenging our thinking and thinking, actually, yes, it is about reflecting on and thinking about our examples in our past around, you know, when we've been led, good, bad or indifferent, and, and what that's brought us to today. Secondly, though, you know, have you got the appetite for it? Have you got the, the desire for it? And that desire will probably come from having that happen to you and you wanting to then do that for others. It's sort of, you know, what's Yeah, but also, and, and to, ch- to challenge that slightly, Danny, I totally agree with you. Those people will find it an easier answer. You know, I have, I have met many people that go, oh, I don't want that stuff. Well, I think the, 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 the counter question to that should be, but why? Because I see it in you. It's just not something that I want. And they often allude to the, the time it takes, all the hassle that comes with yeah. it. But is that because they've just seen it done badly? 100%. You know, so yes. how many lots? So we talk about accidental leaders. Here's a question for everybody out there listening. How many lost leaders are there in your organization? Now, that's a powerful question. How many leaders have gone missing in your organization, stepped away from it? shied away from the role because they it's been done to them so badly that no one stopped and said, actually, trust me, that's not how it's meant to be done. These are the things that you need to do as a leader. And they might go, oh, my God, yeah, I'd love to do that. I just thought it was what's been done to me. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I always think, about, I always think yeah. about, you know, if your boss is really stressed, you know, if your boss is really stressed, you know, always yeah. flapping, always panicking, always under the cosh, always behind, always just going under, you know, I'm under this immense amount of stress, you know, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't look like the most appetizing role to step into, does it? Yeah. You're not going to go, oh, I can't wait till my boss leaves and I'll take his job or her job. Because yeah. like, actually, I, I've seen what they have to put up with. And then in turn, it's then, well, is that them as individuals? How are they being led by somebody else? And what does that mean? And I think this is where it just... It, it opens up just an, a good, honest, interesting discussion that has endless amounts of entities. We've talked about, um, you know, that, that sort of behaviours when we were younger. Uh, I've already, I was making some notes as we went through there, and I was thinking, we'll do another one on stepping out of your comfort zone. All the good stuff happens when you're in your discomfort zone. And so, yeah. but actually that's about, again, these types of behaviours. But I think for me, this subject is about, you know, can we do it well? If we've got no reference point, if we've got nothing to compare it to, can we be brilliant at something if we can't relate it in some way, shape or form to something else? Because if you take a, I don't know, a pro tennis player, you know, they've got a comparison all the time. The other players they can compare their capability with. Which you can do. You can do around the world. There are a lot of great examples of of, of leaders all across the globe where you you see the the best versions of it out there and publicised. And there's there's more literature, there there is more case studies of that than we have ever seen. So go and find that too. Before you dismiss... Uh, the opportunity to lead potentially for those of you out there that have maybe made the decision to step away from leadership, go and speak to somebody that you admire, go and find the person that you look at and go, they seem to do it differently. They don't seem as busy. They don't seem as angry with the world or, you know, downtrodden by the role that they're in. You know, I, I think that's a really big thing. Maybe there's another, another, um, episode we do on this whole lot, the lost leaders in your organization. Simply put, at the very beginning, that those two examples of us at school, yeah, there was a trait that people were looking for to assume the person that gets either picked first or picked as captain. Again, you were, at that time, a lost leader. 
Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So here's my here's my summary then, Luke, because I'm rereading the back of the title in front of me. If you've never been properly led by someone, how will you know how to lead? And the question here, the answer here, or the summary for me is, I'm we're not saying, I'm not thinking now that if you've never been properly led by somebody that you aren't then able to do it, because I think that's not the case at all. But what I am thinking is that if you've not had great experiences in your life to learn from, then you probably need to go out there and find ways of learning those great examples. So in other words, you know, kind of, you know, your reflection is, hasn't really happened to me so far. I can't pull out some really key, significant examples. Okay, so how do I then know how to do it properly? Well, that is then learning from others, recognizing, observing things that are happening around you, you know, recognizing that leadership exists in your point, Luke, in so many different ways. And connecting to that in a way that makes sense to you, but also allows you to develop or learn those traits and behaviours that you deem to be what you need to be the best version of you as a leader. That's my takeaway from that. So the question isn't one where we say, no, you won't be able to lead. Um, The question is, you may not know, have it from history, but you can learn it. That's my takeaway. Well, I think that's brilliant. Put, I'm not going to add to that because I, I really, I really think that's a great summary. So, great conversation. Slightly longer yeah. than last week, um, but thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, I really enjoyed that, Danny. Thank you too. Um, and we will see you all on the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, we've had some brilliant feedback from last time. Some helpful feedback as well about things that we can do differently and improve on. So keep that coming. We are keen to make sure that stop your people need you is something that adds value each and every time. So thank you so much for listening. And Luke, as ever, thank you for taking part with me. No worries at all. Thanks, everyone. See you soon.